the Lakeland Sports Guys. It's Chris and Tom. I'm Tom Carroll. Chris Cox beside me. We've got Stan Spivey back in the house. The coach, he's getting ready to uh, marry one of his offspring off, and uh, you won't be able to claim him with tax deduction anymore, my friend. <laughs> I haven't been that in a while. The question for Stan Spivey is, are you going to be worried about that wedding, or are you going to be worried about them Gamecock ladies basketball? Well, I'd like to watch him, but uh, you I'm, better take I'm care on, of the first. I've one. got prior arrangements that All right. are going to keep me under shelter. <laughs> I think. So he we knows got, Beverly. That's a good answer. He knows he Beverly's listening. Yeah. So. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking with the good folks from Sherwood Forest. Going to talk a little archery to go along with that. Uh, a brand new sport. Chris says he's going to try the equestrian archery. Um, we'll see if we can get him on horse. <laughs> you better find a big horse. That's all I'm well, they, they got those those uh, with those Budweiser horses, those Clydesdales. That'd we'll be fine. One of those. That'll be perfect. And they're slow enough that well, they may bounce a little more, but. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about that. And they are winning all kinds of awards and things, too. So we'll talk about how you can also join if you're interested. And you got a, a young one, a young man or a young woman that would be interested in that as well. We'll give you all the details on that when we talk with Kenny uh, coming up in a moment. But first, uh, let's go ahead and get into what's going on as far as some of the things that are happening in and around the Lakelands as far as the high school goes. Once again, coming up on Wednesday. You've got the quarterback training that's taking place out at Greenwood High School uh, over at J.W. Babb Stadium. Chris Liner is going to be your instructor out there. He'll handle each and every one. They had another good crowd this past Sunday uh, or Saturday as well. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But dates are come on out to be from um, – for anyone from 5th through uh, – well, let's try that again. Anyone through – for yeah, I think it's uh, middle school up through high school that's is it. who they're looking for. Um, and so the next one that's going to be coming up will be Wednesday, March 15th, 4 to 6 o'clock over at JW Bab. And they'll run through all kinds of techniques and things of that nature as well. And if you have somebody that's a receiver that likes to catch footballs, eh, you might want to be interested in bringing them out too. He's looking for everything. I'm looking for it all. <laughs> looking for it all. Well, let's start with uh, the girls' softball. They finally got a big win. Greenwood High did got their first win of the season. Um, it was a 25 to two win on Thursday over Emerald High School. Aubrey Holland she earned the victory uh, over there on the pitcher's mound, and uh, what she went five innings, allowing two runs, four hits, struck out eight, and walked one. And then uh, you look at Maddie; she took the loss for Emerald High School in this one. But another great effort by Greenwood High, and they continue uh, to get ready for. Or, uh, region play that's going to be coming up here in the next uh, week and a half. Maddie took the loss for Emerald in that game, but she won't take many more this year. <laughs> that's the bold statement about Emerald, Emerald softball. Yep. And then baseball-wise, uh, you look at Emerald High. They ended up going on a 13-2 run, beating Weir Shoals in this one. Maddox Moore, he gets the win for the Vikings. Um, and you look at J.P. Midland, he took the loss for Weir Shoals in this one. But uh, Emerald's 13 hits end up with uh, 13 runs to go along with all of that. Just a big dominating game for them. That's Mac Height baseball right there, guys. That's what That's what he brings and instills. And then uh, Greenwood Baseball is tonight. It is Teacher Appreciation Night. We wanted everybody to come on out. If you can't make it, though, you can go to YouTube and go to Greenwood or go to GHS, actually, Eagles Baseball Live, GHS Eagles Baseball Live. Um, but they're going to honor the teachers and all of that uh, in between the JV and the varsity game. But you can watch both of those games, as a matter of fact, JV and the varsity round seven. They went through a whole bunch of tests this past weekend, this past week, actually, uh, to get everything up and rolling 
dialing, and uh, I think they got it dialed in. I failed the test, by the way. <laughs> I went to it yesterday. I went to it yesterday to see what it what it involved and what it is is where they got the innings and everything like we talked about. Um, but you you and I were talking about it. What amazes me, Tom, is the fact that now this is like the norm for baseball around here. You, there, we got a bunch of people not going to the games, but they watching it like on these tablets or there's on these phones. There's 800 to 1,000 people I mean, a game. that's a lot of broadcast right there. That's why it's going to YouTube, and I, I can't wait to see what else they put on YouTube. That's the way to go when it comes to your, your uh, broadcast of these games, and Jim and TJ do a wonderful job. Yeah, but that'll be starting around 7 o'clock. They'll have the teacher's appreciation if you would like to go. Remember, teaching is uh, a very rewarding profession, very hard, and uh, they get a chance to get honored by some of these young men as well. And if you haven't seen it, you can go to that uh, YouTube page and, a matter of fact, tune in, and you'll see some of the senior players as they describe the teachers and, and who they who they vote for. That's why, that's the reason I want to watch it. So you know, That's pretty cool. And once you watch, once you go to that site for the first time, you're basically will subscribe, and any time they got something on, it's going to let you know, like yesterday, test, and I, I didn't know what it was, so I tuned in to see what it was. So you don't have to continually look for it. It'll let you know when Greenwood playing baseball in the yeah. time they play. And Greenwood hasn't played in a week. They were at the IP Classic a week and a half ago. Um, well, the weekend before last, they were at playing baseball at the IP Classic down there in Georgetown. So they haven't they haven't been on the diamond other than practice-wise. So they're going to go right into conference play, taking on Berea tonight. Um, it's 7.30 start, kind of, and the JV will play that game starting at 5 o'clock if you'd like to go on down there. And matter of fact, you may even see a softball game in the process. You can, <laughs> you can, you can make it a doubleheader, triple-header. You can. You, that's the thing to do now and speaking of softball the lady 96 wildcats they went one and one over the weekend in a softball tournament um they started the morning with a great win uh, over a Crescent team, and then they fell in the afternoon to Woodmont. Uh, Megan Kimberling, she pitched one game, earned the win there. Uh, the bats smoking hot in the morning game kind of cooled off in the afternoon, but uh, Jaya Squire, uh, she hit a grand slam, followed by McKendry Davis had a solo hit right after that, and several other players had multiple hits to go along with it, but they return to action tomorrow night at Emerald High. First pitch scheduled for 6 o'clock. Maddie's pitching probably. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Stan and I were talking about this weekend. If you watched any softball or baseball, yeah, it was nothing but long ball city this weekend. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's the weather is right and the balls are – the bats are hitting it perfect, but they, there were some long balls hitting on both softball and baseball fields this weekend. It seems like the offense is a little bit ahead of the pitching right now. The pitching might be waiting on a little bit warmer weather. <laughs> Well, it, it, it and it has. It turned awful cold here uh, starting, what, Thursday? It started cooling down. And uh, even this morning, we're all in sweatshirts and jackets here, and we were in shorts last week. Well, I had to go along with it. I got shorts. You know that. Yep. Yeah, now, I'm old school, but, you know, back in the day, the aluminum bats, they didn't want you using those aluminum Not bats when it was cold. You know, it had to be a certain temperature for you to even get to play the game because of the aluminum bats. But I guess – it's all gone to composite now, and it, it really doesn't matter. Or they might have a hot bag over there to keep the bats in. Who knows? I got a whole bag of bats. That <laughs> I'm telling you, you pull it out, and it's just cooler weather. You'll crack them and send them back in a heartbeat. Yep. 
And then uh, Emerald Boys Varsity Soccer, they get a big win, 3 to nothing over West Oak in this one. Uh, three games came from assists from uh, Caden Hendrick, Daniel Duran, and Rome Weidman. And, of course, uh, they led, what, 2 nothing in the opening six minutes and then just kind of cruised to a big win after that. But they had goals from Daniel Duran, uh, see, Jose Razas, and um, Emerald got, well, got their third goal with about five minutes remaining in the game. Uh, it was Gabe Oliver who headed home a corner kick for that. And you don't see too many corner kicks go in. No, you're right. And then girls varsity, you had Emerald in 96 taking part. And this game was at 96. And the Vikings come away with a win. Big one, 3-2. to two. Uh, Very tough, fought, hard-fought game in this one over in 96. Daniel Oliver scored twice. Uh, for the Lady Vikings, also uh, Danielle Garcia netted a goal as well. Emerald came back uh, or will be back in action tomorrow as they play Seneca 5:30, and it will be out there at uh, Frank Hill Stadium. Cool beans. So, liking that. And then, what about Abbeville baseball? I just uh, what I've heard is uh, the JV and the varsity won. Uh, a big game on Thursday, uh, Thursday night against Dixie. JV won 8-2. to two. The varsity had a close one, came down to the very last out, and they end up winning 9-8. to eight. And you can, like I said, I just found this the other day. You can go to ZLA, which is Benji's station, but I actually watched some of that game. So Benji and them are trying to compete with some of those other groups that are YouTubing and everything else. So it actually was a pretty good feed. Uh, for the first time of them trying that, you know, it's like Benji said, he got a face for radio, but, you know, they were in the booth and they, you know, they, they could span out over the field and call the game. You sure this wasn't West Carolina Tail? It. it may have been. That's probably who it was. <laughs> well, they do ZLA well, anyway. West Carolina Tail did a lot of that with Abbeville and Dixie mm-hmm. uh, in the past, so I don't know. That's probably what it was. I mean, but like I said, it had a little site to go to and you could yeah. actually, instead of watch hearing them, you could watch it too. That's pretty cool. And then golf got underway this weekend. Big weekend for them, opening the day. Uh, matter of fact, I got some of the finals in the eight and under coaches pitch. The Diamond Ducks, they beat the Wolverines 8-2. to two. Wolverines had a doubleheader because then they had to turn around and uh, take on the Hammerheads. And the Wolverines win that one 6-1, and one, so they're 1-1 one and one on the season. In the 10 and under players pitch, um, my favorite team, the Trash Pandas, end up winning 8 to two over the Pirates, and in the 12 and under majors, you got the Diamond Kings, 12, the Sharks, 2, and the Dingers beat the Bats, 8 to 4. That don't make much sense there, but <laughs> where were these names at when I was coming up, man? We were Braves or Mariners or something. We didn't have, like, Hammerhead and Sand Sharks and everything. like That's pretty cool. Yeah, but they've got a bunch of others that are – didn't, they didn't have the, the results, all the results as of uh, this podcast that were up as of yet. But um, they still had T-ball to go through. You had the six and unders. Um, there were a bunch of other uh, groups and divisions that uh, they didn't get to. They were so. doing their silent auction. I know. They had a crowd of people out there. So that was for a silent auction, yeah. There. Good gracious, the number of people that were there. <laughs> and then uh, as far as the uh, head coaching searches for football, really we only have one to talk about. Palmetto High School announced that Ryan Norton is going to replace Doug Shaw as the head football coach. Norton, by the way, was the OC at Powdersville High School. And we all know what Powdersville did, taking them and beating Daniel and going all the way to the championship game. He was the offensive coordinator, huh? Yep. Look for some stuff out of Palmetto now. 
<laughs> and Palmetto's 2A, so he's dropping yeah. down to to yeah. a lower classification. We still got a lot of game, uh, coaching searches that are out there. Barnwell's still looking. Blythewood is still looking. That Blythewood job, uh, by the way, uh, has been up there since, what, early February. And then you've got uh, Columbia's looking. So is Dorman looking once again with uh, Dustin Curtis taking that uh, Lexington job. Edisto <laughs> is looking. Um, you've got Great Falls needs a coach. Lamar still looking for a coach. Malden is in search, as is uh, 96 in Mullins. And then the only other one I know of is North Charleston. Everybody else is pretty much filled. I think I'll take the Eddie Stowe job. I was going to say, even though I know where that's at, it's not actually Eddie Stowe <laughs> It's Beach, out in the middle of nowhere. It is I'm not, middle. You were with us when we drove all the way out there. It's out, yeah. Right below Orangeburg. You'd think Troy's hard to get to. Get that to Stowe High School. <laughs> so, it's not that hard to get to. But, uh, just no, you think you're lost well, by the time you get You don't there. have a reason to go unless it is a ball game. But there you go. The thing I – I can't get over about it. We talk about perennial playoff teams, Lamar, Mullins, um, the rest of these, Barnwell. Which one's the bigger job now, Stan, Barnwell or Dorman? We're going to say Dorman because we know it. Blythewood's in there. It's got to be Dorman, but does that make the search that much harder than, it, than, than trying to find somebody to come into an Edisto or Barnwell? You could take a young guy, you know, right out of college, and plug him in at Edisto, maybe even at Barnwell, some of the other schools. But you're not going to take a kid right out of college and plug him in at Dorman. I mean, that, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah. now, you know, do we know how many people they have called and the people said, no, nah, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. I tell you, I was going to look you into know. Julia Morris on Channel 4, and, and this is what I got off of her page. They had, they are looking – they actually have two coaches out of Georgia they're looking at. Both are 6A high school football coaches. That means they're, it's a big school. Big school. Uh, so, at least we know the search is into another state and with two different coaches in Georgia being looked yeah. at. This is going to be that hire like we saw come up with Berkeley, and they're going to make that home run hit here. Yeah. I was thinking it could be a younger guy on the up and up. I, like a Chris Liner, not right, a Chris Liner, right. but like a Chris Liner, um, and go from there and work your way into a dormant job, which would be – it's a dream job. Um, so that's my favorite segment. That's probably the only yeah. time we're going to talk about it this week. So. <laughs> well, and uh, you look at 96, rumor that I have heard is they've had over 30 applicants already. So um, they're getting a good list of coaches that are going to get a chance to – and this, I'm going to tell you. And that, but does that make their job that harder? It does. You know, when you've yeah, got 30, so and then you look at a dorman job that might have five. Which job, Which one is going to be harder for the decision makers to make? You feel sure that the dorman job, those guys are, like you say, coming out of 6A schools that have been successful, whereas 96, you're getting the younger guys, the guys that may be an OC or DC at a 4A or 5A school that – Hey, we can take a chance. This guy's got the resume that we want. A dorman resume is probably a little bit longer. Yeah, and Coach Owens left it in, in good shape. Good I oh, it's in good hands. Yeah. He, he, he built up the program. Has had, yeah. I mean, they had a JV team this year to go along with the varsity. <laughs> so, I mean, they're they're adding players. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's an attractive job. That's the one we're yeah. looking at because it is the Lakeland's job that we're looking at. It hadn't been filled yet. You go along with it. All right, we're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come on by. I had uh, the 
Uh, well, I had the sweet turkey here once again, but uh, the 52 on sourdough is what I call it. <laughs> and Amber knows what I'm talking about. She gets it, gets it right every single time. Uh, you're invited to come on up. Of course, today they also have the seafood bisque with it being as cold as it is, as long as the broccoli cheddar soup to, was added to all of that. So uh, just in time for the weather, they'll make sure that you've got what you need in order to stay warm and to stay healthy. This is good food. It is. Real good. What's the uh, password? That's good food. That's good food. <laughs> You're looking for internet around here. It's that's good food. No, it's just good food. Oh, excuse me. Well, good food. <laughs> all lowercase. If you, that's all if you're going to use it. But come by, see Howard Corley and his staff. Uh, they are busy 24-7, it seems, and they got great entertainment as well. They've got uh, catering that's going to be going on upstairs this weekend, I'm told. So they're going to be doing a whole bunch of other stuff that's going to be involved with that as well. So we want to encourage you to come on out. If you want more details, you give Howard Corley and his staff a call. Just come on by and let them know. He'll hook you up. They'll hook you up. You can even use the room upstairs. Which isn't bad. It's huge. It's nice. It's, it's really, really nice. nice. Go along with it. All right. Well, we are ready to talk a little archery. If everybody is ready uh, to join us here, we're going to bring uh, Kenny Tilly up, and he's going to talk to us a little bit uh, about Sherwood Forest Archery. And uh, we didn't even know. Chris had to bring it up to me. I had no idea that we even had an archery program in and around the Lakelands, and uh, we've got a pretty good one. They are uh, – well, well known in and around uh, this region as well. And uh, Kenny, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And uh, last time we talked was last week a little bit, and we uh, had mentioned that you were going to see if you can bring a couple of the athletes in with us. So we got some sharpshooters in the in the house as well. We do. We brought Adele and Madison with us. Awesome. Um, Adele there is 11 years old, and she is national champion. For the S3A group. Oh, congratulations. Madison, Madison finished 10th in her, in her division, and she's 17. She's a senior this year, so she'll be graduating out. Oh, but you get to do college, right? Continue on. So it's a – no, not going. Okay. She, she's going to college. She's going to Anderson University. <coughs> okay. Okay. So. so we'll see. Well, talk to us a little bit about Sherwood Forest and, and how this all came to be. Well, with Sherwood Forest, you know, every kid doesn't like football, baseball, basketball soccer that type of stuff and my son Tanner's the same way you know we started out with letting him try every sport just to see what he liked what he didn't like um baseball was his favorite but he's always afraid of getting hit um which you know it is you, you're going to get hit by the baseball plain and simple but uh so he went to a friend's house one day and he came home he said hey dad I shot a bow and arrow I was like okay that's good you know being a dad you just kind of yeah that's fine let's try it and see well, two weeks later, he came back, and he said, hey, I shot a bow. I was like, well, okay. He said, I think I'm pretty good. I was like, well, let's see. So we went to Hunter's headquarters and talked to Greg up there, um, bought a bow for him. Greg set it up for him, got us started. Um, from there, first six, first six arrows that Tanner shot was a bullseye. And I was like, well, maybe he is pretty good at it. So as we were standing there, we saw a brochure at Hunter's headquarters. It was the S3DA, and I was like, huh, what's this, Greg? So, well, it's an organization that shoots archery. So I picked one up. I called Sheila Tadlock, and I said, hey, look, my son's got a bow. We don't know anything about it. He wants to shoot in a tournament. She says, well, we're having one this weekend. Come on up. Tanner goes up. We shoot. Tanner shoots a 127 out of a possible 150, finishes second. First <laughs> tournament. I was like, well, maybe it's pretty good. So from then on, Tanner's telling all his buddies, hey, we, we, need, to, we need to shoot archery. So from there, his friends would come over, friends would come over, um, and we, we kind of worked with them. Next thing you know, Sherwood Forest comes about um so we started a club joined s3a and just from hanging out at hunter's headquarters talking to greg you know we meeting different kids we met adele in there 
Um, same situation. I said, hey, we got a club. You want to come shoot with us? She's like, oh, sure. Yeah, we'll come. We gave her the information. She showed up. And lo and behold, three years later, she's a national championship. Fantastic. Um, same thing with Madison. You know, Madison was up there, and she talked to one of the other coaches we had. And so they came and joined her. Her dad, David, he's a coach with us now. He helps out. Um, so there again, they all showed up and participated, and that's where we're at. <laughs> and so, it's just gotten bigger and bigger. It you, has. You, how many members do you guys have now? We have 14 in our club. Mm-hmm. Uh, with S3A, you have to pay us a membership. It's $30 a year. And basically what it covers is when they're shooting archery for S3DA or our club, it gives them an insurance. So if they were to shoot a window out, break a door, you know, something like that, it, the insurance would cover that. Um, lo and behold, we hopefully never use it, never have to have it. But it's there just in case. And that's all basically what that does. And you guys go and shoot, what, almost nationwide? Uh, a lot of some of the club teams do. Yeah. Um, in South Carolina, there's 14 club teams for S3D, and a lot of those from Rock Hill, they'll travel out west and shoot all those tournaments out there. Um, of course, you know they're in with uh, USA Archery, ASA. So there's a lot of different different organizations. Mm-hmm. We just choose to shoot with S3DA. It's more of a scholastic type group. Um, you know, it teaches them 3D animals, which is in the woods, different ranges. Um, then there's indoor, which these three these two ladies shot. Um, and then there's also outdoor target, which is field archery. Um, so and the next group that we go into will be the, the 3D version, which all the kids will be shooting in the woods. And that's a blast. You know, you're not standing on a flat pavement. You're not standing over a line. You're standing on one leg on a rock, one leg on a, on a log. You might be in a mud, mud hole. You, you <laughs> never know where you're at and what you're shooting at. You may be shooting up a hill, down a hill. Yeah, that sounds like my kind. That's of my shoot. kind there too. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think what we need. Payment's to do is, hot. I think what we need to do is get Chris on that horse and give him a bow. I'm telling you, he needs he needs to do the archery on the horse. Yeah. Well, look, I can tell you right now, this is my first time, and I, you know, I've covered sports a long time in my life, and so have you. This is the first time I've ever, ever met a national champion in anything. And I, I hadn't been at the 95th. I hadn't met him yet, but he's, Adele's going to be better than he is to me anyway. So this is the first for me to a national champion. That's the first for me. So, and I mean, like I said, it's – and it, like I said, this little connection with Ken and I comes from, uh, like, you know, we talked to Coach, you know, the other day, Coach Krugs, that we're a fraternity of UPS, former UPS guys. That's and, correct. And like I said, when I saw him post this stuff, and we're to Lakelands, and, you know, we we have trouble. I should have hit him up, what, three years ago. I mean, you're trying to find stuff on for the radio at the radio station. And instead of Star Wars, we could have got this going, and then we would really know about this crowd and what they were doing. But, uh, I, like I said, I just caught it up the other week, and I said, man, I got to get with Kenny and see what's going on and, and go from there. But, um and I can definitely believe that, that if, if Tanner wanted you, that's what I asked you the other day. You hadn't decided to start making bows yet, because I know you can make anything you want. We it, it would take a, it would take a press, um, a little learning curve as anything would. But yeah, I think we could probably uh, dude, do that. I've seen some of the cabinets you throw out there, buddy. You can make it. So especially when she gets ready to go to whenever she's going to college or whatever, she's going to need one of them KT bows to take with her to remember Sherwood Forest. Nah, now she shoots the compound, so okay. she's not going to need a recurve or a traditional yeah. type bow for that. So see, I'm but. out of game, man. It's, yeah. Now, what you guys practice? Uh, you practice right there. Indoors and outdoors, we do. At the, luckily enough, you know we have a cabinet shop, so we have five lanes that we can shoot indoor up to up to thirty yards. But you know, most of them practice at ten and ten, ten and twenty. Um, so yeah, we're, we're fortunate we have the indoor facility, but we also have animals in the out in the woods. Um, so this week, starting on Tuesday, we shoot from ten to seven, ten to eight, whatever it takes. Uh, we'll be getting bows ready for the three D season. 
Because when you shoot indoor, it's 20 yards or 10 yards of what you shoot, and that's all you shoot. Mm -hmm. When you go outdoor, you may shoot three yards up to 40 yards for what these kids shoot. So, there again, there's a lot of area there that's got to be covered as far as setting the pins and sights and all that good stuff. Wow. We definitely need to spend a weekend out there watching <laughs> this sort of 3D and stuff. Kenny, you made a mistake. You should have done it back when I was helping, when we were doing cabinets. And so you should have had them out there shooting then. I might would have been a little bit better at building cabinets. <laughs> certainly more time target. efficient. Moving, moving target. Moving yeah, target. certainly more efficient than what I was doing. Now, you know, Lander has an equestrian team. We could probably find someone with a horse. And we can find a bow. We get Chris well, on that We thing. know where the horses are. I mean, they're right out there at the lake. But Stan might know somebody out there has got a good horse. But like I said, it's <laughs> – I don't know. I do. You do you ride a horse? Do you ride horses? I don't. You don't. But you'll get up there with me to make sure we hit. We can get the the target and all straight, right? Or I shoot. <laughs> I don't want to hit nobody now. That's what worries me. <laughs> they trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But you know, going back to S three A type thing, you know, in South Carolina we started three years ago. Um, there was probably five clubs then. Now there's fourteen clubs in South Carolina alone. Um, and with these ladies, like I say, you know. They're state champions also. I think out of all the three years that Adele's been shooting with us, I think she's lost one tournament. That's it's all she's, she's, she's waxed everyone else that she's always shot against. Oh, she said twice. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, it's not a, not a bad bad gig. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's how you get good. You keep up with your losses. And yes. that way you, I, she don't like those, do you? You don't like losing. There you go. <laughs> I can tell competitive, you, you man. You're arguing with a woman with an arrow. Competitive. Arrow. That's correct. <laughs> Go well, on. you know, we went. They went to Owensboro, Kentucky, um, March the third through the fifth. Shot the national tournament. Um, I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's 118 teams there. Just at a thousand kids. Um, so, and the way the scoring kind of works with that is, um, you shoot a 150, 30 X's. So it's a two-day tournament. So it's a 300, be 60 X's. Well, going into that, Adele being national championship, she shot a 354 X's. So six shy of being perfect, and she finished first out of 79 archers. And then we go to Madison. Madison shot a 343. Um, so, you know, she finished 10th, and she had a, she had a 53 kids or 53 archers. Then we had two other gentlemen that went, Robert and Connor. Robert shot – he finished 25th. Connor finished 30th. Uh, Robert shooting a 294 30Xs. Connor shot a 276 16Xs. Um, Robert had 94 archers in his class. Um, Connor had 43. So yeah, pretty big, good turnout. Yeah, just under a thousand kids all together, and all the different disciplines being, you know, discipline being traditional, Olympic recurve, uh, compound, and compound goes with fixed pins, which is you got three or four pins, and everything's fixed at one thing. Whereas Madison shoots open, so she can adjust her scope, windage, whatever it may take, as she stands on the line and shoots. With Adele shooting a fixed pin, she has to shoot it. If she's shooting left today, she's got to compensate and shoot, move to the right so she she can hit the target or whatever it takes. That's still amazing within itself. <laughs> Just that many kids that y'all shoot against, and you know that's that's incredible. Yeah, and the state of South Carolina has 300 kids in in the S3DA program. Just this actually, I think it's like 333 kids. But, you know, going into that, there's different, like I say, there's different groups. There's USA Archery. There's ASA Archery. There's NASP. NASP is through the schools, school systems. Uh, I know several years ago, Hickory Tavern used to have a NASP program, but I don't think they have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's sad that Greenwood doesn't have one. But, you know, not every kid likes basketball, football, soccer. And archery is a good out. Yeah. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. 
with the NAS program, every kid shoots the same bow, same arrow, same distance, same dry, same poundage. Uh, with these kids, it's different different bows. It's set up to fit you and only you. Your, your friend may be able to shoot it. Chances are not really. <laughs> now, do you bring your own arrows as well, or do the... We all use, all. everyone has a, an arrow they choose. With these kids, they can shoot up to what is called a 23, size 23. Um, some kids shoot a smaller arrow. Um, these kids, are when you shoot a larger arrow, it's called a, called a line cutter. Gives you that little extra, just in case you're a little bit right, a little bit left, maybe it hits the line and helps you out a little bit. So. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. And, as far, and I know equipment is a big deal, you know, being a, a former parent of gymnastics, um, we spent hundreds and hundreds, thousands of dollars, it seems, uh, over the course of the years. And, and it all depends on, on how expensive you want to go. That's correct. Um, you know, to get started in a bow, you go to Hunter's headquarters. Greg will set you up what you need. Somewhere normally around the 450 to 500 range gets you a bow set up to you, uh, sights, arrows, a little bit of training. And that gets you started. Now, there are some cheaper bows, but, you know, if you think your kid's going to get it and, and continue to do it, you can buy a good bow. And it, you know, a lot like the Dale's bow, you know, it'll, it'll draw up to probably 50, 60 pounds. And that's strong enough to kill a deer. Um, so, you know, she can use it until she's in high school or something. Now, Madison, Madison shoots a, uh, a bow that is a little bit more expensive. But, you know, it's got sights on it, magnification. It's got a... It's got a stabilizer, side stabilizer. So yes, yeah, you know, it's whatever you want to spend. This is this is no longer Sherwood Forest to us. <laughs> this is big time. I was worried about Dame and everything. Now, now nah, we good. Get to, get the horse now. <laughs> get the horse now. Especially we're gonna take these two out there. Oh yeah, magnification. He said. Oh right. my. So. <clears throat> That's actually pretty cheap because I remember when I started golfing, I got set up with lessons and everything, and you had to buy the cur- the clubs, and the clubs were better for this. And oh yeah, y'all are coming out a lot cheaper than I did. But yeah, I don't know. That's and that may be one of the reasons that we now see you. This is a good interview time for you because you're talking to a fellow now with some pool at Greenwood now, with oh. with District 50 and everything like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We know a couple of people over at the at the vocational school that we can talk to about it, but um, actually, Greg would be the guy to really get on them and say, "Hey, we need this in the school systems. This is what we need to see." Because you're right, everybody doesn't play regular sports. Um, unfortunately, I did because that's all we had to do. But I mean, I, I think it's cool and I think it's needed. Now, what's the name of your the FCA? We're we're a member of the S3DA. And that's in Greenville, or no? The national headquarters is in is in Kentucky. It's in Williamsburg, okay. Kentucky. I got you. Um, the the lady that's over South Carolina, she lives in Rock Hill, Catawba area up there. So, well, you know, going back to the the schools, you know, here in Greenwood, you know, I, Reva Long Davis, yeah, yeah, she is. I think she is certified as a, to be an art to be a teacher or a coach for archery. Um, so, and I. That may be something that, you know, District 50 can look into. And I certainly really, I know that the, the high schools now would, would, especially Emerald with the skeet teams and, and those over there, they're already in place. Yes. So this would be a way to just go back straight into it. And she definitely got the pool in Greenwood with that last name. But Reba's also, like you said, she she's a uh, former player herself at every sport, a uh, really good coach at those sports that she used to play. And that might be the way to go, Kenny. But like I said, it's it's definitely needed because if it, if it attracts – Five people. Yes. Then it's a win, and and it needs to be. I mean, that's what we need to do. I mean, if if it if it draws ten people, because like I said, we usually I mean, there's usually a good crowd in here. We got mom, dad, and the crowd in here. We got these two ladies in here, and um, 
like I said, whatever's needed in Lakelands, we need to do everything we can to make it happen. Yeah, well, you know, going back to Archer, you know, with, with the Scholastic, the S38 that we shoot in, you know, when you get into high school, the high school group, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, when you start winning first, second, third place, they start giving scholarship money I was going to say. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sheila told me that PC, if you if you finish now starting next year, they're going to give you a $60,000 scholarship. Um, and right now they just have a club team. I think there's five members at PC on their club team. Now, I could be wrong. That's just kind of what I heard when we shot at PC for the state. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's probably close to that. That's another reason that the school should be interested in doing it. Because they'd love to get the scholarship money in all these schools coming in. Uh, I think it's a win-win. I think we just need to know what we need to figure out who we need to talk to to see about it. And like I said, you've got Reba, Reba Davis. Uh, you know her pretty well, so she might be the way to do it. So um, so I see a headset on. I think it's the national champion's head, so that's what I'm going to call her. Adele, right? Yeah, Adele. The national, <laughs> we call her. Look, you're the Tom Carroll. That's the national champion. So she's <laughs> way above me. I'm yeah. – I'm, down here, but Adele, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you with us. Yeah. There we go. I hear you. Know. Helps if I turn it up, doesn't it? <laughs> well, tell us a little bit, uh, um, you know, about how you got into archery. Um. Well, I used to have like a just kind of like a bow to just play with in your backyard, and then I just kind of got annoyed because it would never stairs would never stick in the target, you know. So then we went to Hunter's headquarters, and I got my and um, then I saw Mr. Kinney in there one time, and he told us to go and try out Sherwood Forest. And then really ever since then, I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> so you, you, you enjoy going and traveling as well? I do. Some of these places. Um, tell us what it was like competing at the national championship up in Kentucky. Um, there were a lot of people that I had to shoot against, and they were really good. So I was kind of nervous about that. But then after that, I had to shoot two tournaments. And after that first one, I just kind of felt a lot better about it. Just kind of tuned in. I'm telling you right now, somebody keeps up with their losses, you don't want to shoot again. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> She's only got two. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and which is your favorite? Do you enjoy shooting the indoors or do you enjoy shooting the outdoors more? Um, well, I actually like field archery, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a Olympic, like, big target. Um, and that's usually at the end of every season. And I just, I, I just like that. It's a lot of fun. See, she just said your, you got the rest of the interview because she said your magic word, Olympics. <laughs> so there you go. So I do like the Olympic sports you do. portion of it. Um, and it's fun to watch. If you've watched, it is. Uh, the, well, have you seen, you saw the Olympics, the last uh, summer Olympics with the, with the archery that they had. Those bows are pretty amazing with the counterweights and everything else that goes on with them. And they them. ski. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, the, that's the, <laughs> the buy to go along with it. But uh, Adele, when you, as far as your bow goes, um, you know, how, how, how do they measure and tell what size bow you need? Um, I don't, they like check my weight mm -hmm. and stuff, see if, how much I'm pulling back and stuff like that. Pounds for pressure versus and your height. Poundage, draw length, stuff like that. Good deal. Sam, let me ask you a question now. How old are you? I'm 11. Okay. And what school do you go to? Cambridge Academy. All right. There we go. <laughs> Let's call Amanda back. They just want a, <laughs> they just want a championship in basketball. 
They, the golf team is going to be really good. Maybe maybe that's the route. Cambridge Academy could possibly be. I mean, seriously, because they're looking for new sports over there and stuff like that. So you need to talk to your teachers. <laughs> that's where it needs to be, probably. But I, it's it's phenomenal. I, at eleven years old, I think I was still chasing rabbits in the field and probably trying to find my way home. <laughs> You're winning national championships, and that is amazing. <laughs> amazing. So what what are you looking forward to getting out of uh, archery in the um, future here? I well in high school you win scholarships for like college and stuff so that'll be good that'll help a lot and and to speak about that you know she says scholarship for college right now with the S3A there's 26 colleges that donate money for for the high schoolers um, so you know it's a good start you know when when she gets into the high school age and college you know there may be 30 or 40 or 50 you never know but this the sport's growing so getting bigger that's what i'm saying and this is a perfect town to grow in it would be yes I, i'm telling you it's the perfect town to grow in so all right adele thanks so much i'm gonna have you pass that headset over to madison and we'll get a chance to talk with her and uh, get her comments here uh, i mean 10th place isn't bad in national no. title i mean <laughs> i would lend I to would, make to make to places just that's unreal out of uh, over 50 uh, competitors to go along with it. Yeah, she, shot, she had 53 competitors to shoot against. So that's great. Madison, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yep, and uh, tell us how old you are and what high school you go to. I'm 17, and I go to Dixie High School. Ah. <laughs> Stan's the man. Stan, Stan, yeah. <laughs> you know Beverly fairly well, though, I imagine. No, not yet. Gotcha. Probably. Okay. <laughs> I think that most sports over there know Beverly's yeah. five, so. Well, talk a little bit about how you got into archery. Well, um, in eighth grade, PE class, they broke out some Genesis bows with not a whole lot on them. You just kind of put an arrow in, drop back, and shoot, and hope that you hit something. And so That's they broke those out, and I was pretty good at it. So I went at home and told my dad. And my dad's always supported me in whatever I do. So he heard that I liked something new. He got excited about it. So he's like, okay, well, here, let's get you a little bow and put you on it and see how you do. And I got a little Bear Brave bow. It has, like, plastic strings on it. It's not, it's not a whole lot. And I shot the strings and wheels and everything off of that thing. So then he was like, okay, let's get you a real bow. And so I got a real bow, and we saw Mr. Kenny in there and Jordan Sherwood Forest, and now I'm here. You know, and the bad thing about her, you know, everyone, you know, if, you, if you're left-handed, I was like, that's the wrong side. She's left-handed. Yeah, I have to order everything, sight, bow, rest. You know what's more frustrating than that is the measuring cups are only for right-handed people. <laughs> measuring cups. Uh, you have the same problem I do. you mm-hmm. got to turn it around You're to this side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, could, I could totally understand. Totally understand. But, uh, golly, uh, left-handed and having – you can't just turn the bow upside down. It doesn't work that yeah, way. I always tell her she's standing on the wrong side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And I think he's on the wrong side because yeah, I'm shooting pretty good. That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's a good answer. Good deal. Well, what was your experience like uh, going up to Kentucky? Oh, it was great. It was a very long car ride, but seeing the big convention center, there was targets lined on every side of the wall, or there's a big range on the left side, big range on the right side, and every target was. It was pretty big, and it had four archers per target, so there are kids everywhere. Got to meet a lot of cool people. Fun times coming out of, out of the Dixie area up there, but um, you're right. I mean, there again, Kenny, there's another school that would be perfect for this because do y'all have, like, the bass fishing in all of your school? 
Yes, sir. I think we have a little club. So somewhere. you you have the, and that's where it starts is your club level, and that's Correct. what it takes to get it going. So, I mean, I I think we're on to something here, you know, especially and I, and all I would advertise, I would let Greg do it and say, listen, we got a national champion in Greenwood. Y'all better get on the ball. She might go to Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 from the time he started talking to me about it, and then to meet y'all today, it's it's an honor to meet both of y'all. Keep doing what you keep, stay keep your head grounded. Keep working on your scholarships, and y'all will go somewhere. I'm telling you, I, I, that Olympics that you were talking about, that might become a true thing. You might learn to ski, but that's all right. Well, you know, <laughs> Madison, you know, talking about scholarships. Ask her about what she's got from the 26 schools that have donated. I've won over $500,000 in scholarship okay. money. And wow. it's now it's to a bunch of different schools, and a lot of them are out of state. That's but right. Those but things you, add up. But you can take those to some school that you want to go to and lay yeah. them out on the table. You can. So, what can you do for me? This like, is, I've accomplished something. What everybody in me? sports knows football players. Like they say at, at Dixie or wherever that y'all are used to. That's what these guys do, and that's what we look at when we do interviews with them. Who's offered you and stuff like that? So what are your what are your three biggest schools probably that have offered you so far? Um, as far as schools. We get a lot from Union College and okay. Emanuel College. Okay. And we know Emanuel from oh, yeah. the Division Erskine plays in. Trying to think of other ones. <laughs> what are the What are your free, three favorites so far? Uh, my favorite is Emmanuel. I would like to stay close to home, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go to Anderson College, Anderson University. And they are building up there, Tom Carroll. We know that. Start a new football <laughs> team now that we're talking this. I mean, shoot. I might. What's the name again, Brian? We got to get him on. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I want to talk about football. Hey, he thinks I want to talk about football. I'm talking about archery now. So. <laughs> hey, we get Brian recently. We can talk about archery too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, did you ever think we'd see lacrosse at Lander? Didn't rugby, no. women's rugby at Lander, women's wrestling at Lander. There, it's all there now, and that's what they're looking for. Title Nine has brought in the sports for these young girls, and I think it's awesome deal. A lot of people don't like Title Nine. I think it's great because it brings sports up for y'all at your age group to come up. So, And I can't imagine what what uh, she's going to do when she gets up to your age. So do you do you look up to her at all? You do? So you learn a lot from her and, and vice versa. So. She's a captain. <laughs> you found your leader of the, of the group. That's awesome. Well, girls, I hey, I appreciate it. Y'all have taught me something. I I, I want to, like you said, I want to get that bow back out, but I'm scared. Y'all better put me in a, <laughs> in a room with a, with a doors and no, because I've been and shot somebody. I'm just not that yeah. good anymore. We'll find you a padded room somewhere. Well, he's got one back there. <laughs> me <laughs> one, and Stan built it. <laughs> one last question for Madison. If you had to tell somebody about Sherwood Forest uh, that – didn't know anything about archery what would you say was the best thing about Sherwood Forest best thing about Sherwood Forest is you get to learn something new about yourself whenever you shoot archery you don't just shoot you don't shoot against everybody it's not a team sport it's a self-sport and you you learn a lot about yourself that target is your competitor the person who's shooting in the same class as you can't do anything to affect your score so whatever you shoot is purely you there's nothing anybody else can do about it so you're only you're you well I'm my own worst enemy so <laughs> I'm out too I'm a team I'm a team guy so I'm, you put me by myself I'm no good y'all are, you guys are champions. Are, thank so. you so much both of you for joining us Madison yeah. and, and 
Well, keep all, keep us up with what's going on. You know, we got a web page we go to, and a lot of times you'll see us post stuff on there. We post a lot about Cambridge in the past week or two. But so, feel free to post the one. Yeah, Kenny gets kids with me. We'll give you the site thing to go to, and you can do it. We can do that. You can do it for us, and just keep us. And whenever you got another big shoot coming up, and you want to come in and tell us about it, let us know. We'll be ready to go see it. Now, I'm looking forward to the 3D. So, Kenny, whenever y'all do the 3D. The first 3D is going to be, well, there's one this weekend that starts uh, more of a practice type thing. It's in uh, Leesville. Okay. It's at Dogwood Point, um, Midlands Archery. That, that's their their home course. They're having that. Um, the 25th, I think, that weekend, that Saturday, will be the first S3DA tournament down in the same spot. Um, so if you guys want to come down and hang out, we'll we'll bring a bow. We'll find you a bow. We'll show you how to shoot awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> um, how would they f- find out more about Sherwood Forest? Sherwood Archery? Forest, we have a Facebook page. It's called Sherwood Forest Archery. It's here in Greenwood. Um, or if you're Hunter's Headquarters, ask Greg, um, Mr. Buddy, Mr. Bob. Uh, they have they have our numbers. Mm-hmm. They can get they can get you in touch with us. Um, we were vice sponsors. How many times has Greg been mentioned on this podcast? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm kidding. Greg Greg does a lot for our kids. He you know, does. And those and that's the those are the the, the guys you want to support yes. right there. Those are the guys you want to go out and support because they're out there doing everything they can for the kids. And they don't. A lot of people don't. Uh, don't get me wrong. Hunter's Head Quarters is well known, and he does a lot, particularly uh, with fishing right now. He is. Yes. Going on, so. so I there again, Greg does a wonderful job for the community, not just that, and and, and with the, with the store and everything. So awesome, man. We appreciate y'all coming in. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And we come back and let us know whenever you get that scholarship you want. Get mom and dad to bring you back up here and we'll talk about it. You start collecting yours. We're going we're gonna to keep an eye on this one. Because <laughs> I imagine, I imagine, I mean, I can't imagine it. Can you imagine our parents if we took $500,000 worth of scholarships on? I might would have got something <laughs> other than whippings. <laughs> All I ever got was whippings. So yeah, that is a huge, I mean, I can't imagine. How do y'all, I mean, that, that's amazing. So they're pretty proud. I, yeah, I know, and like I said, I just can't imagine. I mean, we we you know we don't think about scholarship money and stuff, but we do think about scholarships and being like uh, for athletes, like you say, guys, football, basketball, whatever. But that's amazing. I can tell you right now, I don't know that the football guys are bringing this kind of scholarship money home. Now they're taking it too with them, but. Um, if y'all ever start NIL deals, uh, I'm gonna let talk. <laughs> I'm not even gonna start on NIL. We're not gonna get started on that because that's the one thing that turns me off from college right now. That the kids get paid, but we appreciate y'all coming in. And Kenny, keep me up to date. What's going on? Uh, anytime you want to come in, y'all are welcome to come in to the Lakeland Sports. If we can help you, and you know a way we can help you, we will help you. You know All that. Right. We do appreciate that. Thank you. We'll guys reach for out us on there. Having these two young ladies here and sharing their experiences. Awesome. That's what life's about. Dad, you got anything to say? All right, that's oh. the man. Kenny's the man. Kenny's the man. So it's no longer the Tom Carroll; it's the Kenny. That's uh, fine. That's right. hey, fine. <laughs> we owe a lot to Greg at Hunter's headquarters. Yeah. really, honestly. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I, like I said, you, a lot of times you don't understand what somebody does for a community. You just told me what he's doing for the community, Correct. and that's huge. Yeah, that's huge, and that's another reason to support that. You know, Hunter's headquarters and everything else. But awesome job, ladies. Keep it, keep it up. And always a pleasure to have the good folks from Sherwood Forest joining us. Uh, thanks again to Madison and Adele, also to Kenny uh, Tilly to coming in, talking a little bit about uh, Sherwood Forest <laughs> Archery and, of course, the uh, S3DA Scholarship 3D Archery uh, program that is nationwide as well. And uh, you can't ask for a better program, Chris, I think, uh, than what they've got going on right Talk now. Talk about something that's putting the money in the right spot with these kids and scholarship money. Uh, and just the sheer joy that they got doing this kind of stuff, man, I wish I had been in something like that when I was younger myself. 
Well, let's get uh, <laughs> things underway as far as what's going on in and around the Lakelands and college action. We had a big weekend overall. Uh, we had basketball with Lander. We also had national wrestling with Lander. And uh, Lander, the wrestling program, finishes second in Division II NCAAs uh, up there in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, place that I'm very familiar with that's up there. But just four seasons in. That's the wrestling capital I mean, of the world, yeah, though. But just four seasons in, they're number two as yeah, of right now. That's uh, looking for number one next next year, hopefully as well. But they they've got some good names, uh, some big names uh, that are involved in all of this. But none bigger probably than uh, uh, the man I'm I'm going to mention here if I can find his there he is logan hall second straight year uh that he has been wrestling uh, at lander university he enters the championship match ends up battling his way to a 3-2 victory over billy higgins uh who was the number one wrestler by the way at the 184 weight class and then uh, he goes ahead and he goes into that championship uh match ends up in second place uh in that regard finishes three and one uh there um you know that that the other victory he had was against Ty McGee, the number three wrestler uh, that was there in the 184 from Lib- West Liberty. So uh, just, a, just a huge lift for Lander as they had one, two, three, four, five, six guys that ended up placing. And we're talking about how old a program? Four years. Four years. Four so. years. But Juan Edmonds Holmes, uh, he ended up advancing with a, a 58 seconds into his match. He ends up getting a pin. Uh, he fell to Johnny Green, the number four wrestler at the 285 weight class. That was there. So uh, he was uh, in the uh, third consolation round to go along with it. You had David Huntsberger. Um, uh, he, he had a 10-6 loss by decision to the number eight wrestler in the 165 weight class, and he finishes things off with a fourth place finish that was there. You had Zeth Bauer, who went three and two at the national level. Um, he was in the semifinals, uh, ended up uh, with a win there in his first day, eight to six was the decision on that one. And then uh, Elijah Lusk, uh, he finishes the day with a three and zero loss to Dylan Luckus the number eight wrestler at the 133 class that was there. And then um, James Joplin, he finished fourth at the 125 weight class uh, to go along with it. And, I mean, it just it goes on and on. And the neat thing was is they actually broadcast this game on, or streamed this game yeah. in the process. So I got to see you know a couple of these guys go. I didn't get to see uh, the guy I wanted to see, and that was Logan Hall. But I did get to see a couple of the others. Yeah, Broward's the one I tried to find. I didn't get to see him. But Tom, the team that beat them, I mean, I, they're they're perennial, as we'll say. Let's just call them perennial. Uh, what the they do been around for in years, wrestling. So. Yeah, and I, like I said, that's the wrestling mecca in Iowa for some reason. I remember Gage going out there, man, and that's that's where they went. So and compete, and then the other one was the Lander Bearcats basketball team. They got into the Division Two NCAA uh, big dance, and they had to go down to Augusta, is yeah. where it was held this past weekend. Ended up taking on Lincoln Memorial, a 76-63 first round loss uh, in that Southeast Regional that was there. But what a game this was because <coughs> it was back and forth until about what about eight minutes remaining yeah. uh, in the game. And that's really when Lincoln Memorial kind of extended their will and their presence in this game uh, to go ahead and end up with the win. But, you know, with nine minutes left, it was 57-54. I mean, it it was close. Um, And then with four minutes left, it was 68-57 in that regard. And uh, just can't you keep trouble hearing, Stan? (coughs) 
speech out of here, Michael. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll turn you down. But uh, what what a what a game this was! Just watching it from the get go. Overall, uh, as we end up coming away with their first, uh, you know, this is a program that what three and went three years, two years, three years without even you know a chance of getting to the national level. Omar has turned it around. Let's just say that. Yeah, so uh, congratulations to Coach Watad and uh, the rest of the programs as well. And I know he was he was pretty proud of his former team as the rail splitters uh, ended up advancing. Uh, that was there. But um, I can't say enough about what this program has done. And the guys have put in the work. All those gentlemen that have, have you know, year in and day in and day out, they end up uh, – uh, you know, Tommy Moore, uh, Jared Sheffield – Jacob Cooper, Nigel Colvin, um, you know, the list goes on and on. All those gentlemen, I, I know I'm probably going to leave somebody out, but it starts in the weight room. It starts on the court, making sure that, you you know, you're in the best shape that you possibly can. And Coach Wittad helps you with that. So That's just another one of those teams. That's your former team. That's a tough – anytime you play that, that situation, that's not something you want to do all the time. And then to come away and, and to advance is, is big for the Bearcats. By the way, Tommy Moore had 18 points. Jerry Sheffield had 11 points, uh, six rebounds to go along with that. Jacob Cooper um, was the Peach Belt's top freshman this uh, past year, finished with 10 points and three assists on the day. And those two guys came out of nowhere. Yeah. It, 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 like I said, it was Sherfield and, and the other kids for most of the year, and then those two, Cooper and the other one, came on out of nowhere to, to compile this, and there, there again, that's a freshman, so. Yeah. Well, but that that goes back to what you're saying. The hard work will pay off, and 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 they had success this year, and that's going to be built on next year. The weight room means a lot in basketball. A lot it of people does. don't think it does, but it, it does. does. It means a lot. Yeah. Well, in the new type of offense, I mean that he, it was defense brings your offense kind of mentality that they had this year, and that that's huge. Um, when your defense can generate that many points. And, and it was a whole different it, – it changed the whole dynamic of, of Lander Bearcat basketball. I mean, you went from a team that's played really good defense to now you're scoring a lot of points. Yeah. And who doesn't want to play for a team that scores a lot of points? And then uh, over at Erskine, um, the men's uh, volleyball team, uh, their comeback attempt falls just short uh, as they went and took on um, a team uh, by the name of Lewis um, out of the MIVA uh, that came up. But this, this one was tough because Lewis came out, they won 20-25, 23-25, and then Lana, or, uh, Erskine okay. comes back, they win 31-29, 25-23. They force a fifth set um, and then end up losing it 15-7 to in this one. But Jason Hall, phenomenal once again, ends up with 20 kills in this one. Um, Caper Rayback, he ended up with two aces. Jason Stahl also had an A, two aces to go along with it. And then blocks, um, Asuro had nine blocks total. Uh, in this match. So congrats to them. Uh, Hard-fought game, um, but now they get ready to move on. And for them coming up the uh, rest of this weekend, they'll get a conference bout coming up tomorrow, 7 o'clock, against Emmanuel College, yep. um, who is 6-11. and 11. So they should end up winning that one. And this is a fairly new sport at Erskine. Yeah. What, a couple years old? Yeah. Mm, been around a little while. And their women's now. volleyball, beach volleyball, did get to you this weekend. I, 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 I did follow that. <laughs> 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 uh, 
where it might end up there. Um, but then, of course, uh, the big news out of college happened uh, with the NCAAs and the big dance and the tournaments that were going on. And you and I were texting back and forth. And matter of fact, um, we were watching one of the games, and all of a sudden, uh, Don Staley came on with uh, with the goat and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, one of those uh, Aflac commercials to go along with all of that, and I had to throw that in, and amongst uh, all the uh, texting that we were doing back and forth. But um, let's talk about Don Staley first and foremost, and and her Gamecocks. They get the number one seed overall in the ladies' region or uh, NCAA tournament to go along with all that. But you were looking down their bracket, and their bracket is uh, who's who. Uh, of everybody this year and a couple of teams they've played already. Yeah. The bracket this year is totally different. Uh, I can just show you real quick. They, they, it's not like the men's where you go down and go across. This one you go all the way down and it ends up working its way over to it. So you got you don't really have a left and right side. And like I said, it's a who's who. Yeah. And I told Stan just when we came when he came in today, and this is what you're looking at. Uh, I didn't say in a different direction, but I mean you're looking at teams that you possibly have already beaten in Maryland. If they win their yep. first-round game, yep. that would be the second-round game. Uh, you got Notre Dame in there who will play Maryland, I believe. Yeah. Um, you got Iowa, Indiana. Everybody's on, right there on what I would consider that one side. But when it's all said and done, Stan, I think you're right about it. We're the better team. We're going to be better for most every game we play. But this is a tough bracket. Tough bracket. <clears throat> it, it's not going to be one of these that you – and even if you play the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, Mm-hmm. We but we played them this year, and they gave Carolina a game. They played defensive basketball, and they that was a game that we could have lost early in the year, but Dawn and the girls put it together. I just don't know that anybody's got that Alea Boston that we got. Like you say, Bree Bills, Aya Cook, Leticia. Uh, what's the one I'm leaving out? Um, your your girl. Camilla. Yeah, Camilla. Um, that's why it's tough to match up with South Carolina because it – we, we don't always talk about the beef inside in women's basketball. There's a lot of body weight in the inside right there with those two girls there. Leticia coming in off the bench. Um, it's going to be difficult to do. I'm not saying it can't be, be done. I mean, it only takes that one game. We know that. Uh, but this, this year's bracket, it, this, this tournament's going to be more exciting to me than I think the men will. And there is a legitimate number one overall seed. Yeah. Alabama's not a legitimate overall number one like they got put. And and they're gonna be shown why. I mean, they're, they're, they'll get what they're gonna they're well, gonna get. So. I, I know when you know ESPN had the brackets on, and then you can flip over ESPN. You had an extended thing, and then the SEC Network had a deal. And I can't remember which one of those shows I was watching, but they had an interview, and they the little girl was interviewing Don Staley and Aaliyah Boston. The first thing she said out of her mouth is, "We're here with two goats." <laughs> and that's yeah. why the goat came out. <laughs> and that's why the goat came out. And I'm thinking, you know, the, the girl's probably right, but um, you know, and you look at the Vegas odds with the Carolina girls, and this the only team that's going to beat Carolina's Carolina. I mean, there's too much of a difference between them, and that was brought forth yesterday more than one occasion. The fact that they're scoring, ten, averaging ten more points a game this year than they did last. They've cut down the number of points that the team they're playing scores. So that means their defense is up. It's just – it's it's a fun time of year, but 
we're past these teams that have won games with X's and O's. Mm-hmm. That's that's back here in the back now. You better be packing your Jimmys and Joes <laughs> because they're the ones that's going to win the ball games for you, not those X's and O's that you're drawing up, Coach. You can draw them up all you want to, but if you don't have the players on the court to execute that the way you want it, it's yeah. not going to happen. So well, it's the Jimmys and Joes now, and, you know, it's about defense. It's about hitting three throws. It's about rebounding. Yeah, you might shoot 38% from behind the arc, but when you got a team that can play defense and cut you to 25% from behind the arc, where's those other points coming from? <laughs> Well, it's going to be fun to watch the Lady Gamecocks uh, as they'll get underway. Their first game is, what, Wednesday? Wednesday, oh, 7 o'clock. Oh, yep. 7 o'clock. So it'll be fun to watch them. And I, I <laughs> you said you felt for the poor girls that have to take Norfolk them on. Norfolk State, yeah. The well, any any team one. that they play in these first two games, I mean, you're coming into colonial life. There'll be over 18,000 in there. there how, many, how many you know. of these teams that they're going to play in Columbia – out of the four teams there, how many of those four teams have played in front of 18,000 before? One. And that <laughs> just happens to be the home team. Uh, no, nah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a that. big uphill battle there. In the second round game and I was looking at, I believe it is South Florida and Maryland. Yeah. Now, we've had the pleasure of playing Maryland before. And um, South Florida's a good shooting team, so they, they could end up beating Maryland. And, and we that's need what to, that's, some people we are need saying. Happen, yeah. well, and that's what's giving the Gamecocks yeah. a little bit of a hard time. When you look yeah. back at some of the, the, the overtime games and the yeah. games that they've had to come back, it wasn't them beating themselves. It was those sharpshooters that were shooting Jays yeah. as well as the three-point shot. So they were willing to step inside the line and take that jump shot whereas, um, you know, that's hard to defend. Well, good. And, and the positive always is you, home, basically. Home. It's yeah. home, and then it's even closer to home. So, well, yeah. I mean, that's going to really the help well out, two out though, until we get to whatever, the Elite Eight or the Final Four. But. Not well. The, the next two <clears throat> rounds, the 16s and the Elite Eights, are going to be played in Greenville. Yep. So, so you're looking at, you know, what, four games there? I mean, that's – or eight, whatever it is, I'm – I mean, you're basically playing in front of 15,000 rabid Carolina fans for the first three, four rounds of the tournament, and then you got to go to Dallas. I mean, come on. I think and, you're, I, and you're already undefeated and reigning national champion with more players that can – a lot of these kids that are on the second and third level – would have been starters at some of these teams that they're going to be playing that are in the tournament yeah. that wishes they had a Latia Amir coming off the bench or Cardoza coming off the bench or have the luxury of putting Saxon on the bench and Beal on the bench and then bring Bree Hall in and Watkins in. I mean, these are girls 6'1", 6'2". I'm going to give you a bold prediction. I just got a feeling it's going to happen against Norfolk State. Watkins will get another dunk. I got I got a feeling she wants that dunk. <laughs> she's probably so she's part of what we call the fresh bees. Right. Fresh bees. So it's exciting, like I said. I just I guess in a way it kinda of worries me the way they kinda of stacked the deck, so to speak. The only reason it didn't really stack it against Carolina because you're right, most games are gonna be home or pretty daggling yeah. close to home. We're not gonna to have to have a real road game for two weeks probably. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to help us out a lot. But just the way that it, it's just ironic that you got Stanford, UCLA, South Dakota, 
uh, Maryland, Indiana, Iowa, they're all right there that we'd have to play to get to that Final Four. That's to get to the Final Four. That's not playing them in the Final Four. That's to get well, there. Well, and playing all of those teams, too, the Final Four may be teams they've already played. All, it, I, mean, yeah, I think it will be. We yeah. talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about first of the year when we played Stanford that first yeah. game. That More likely, that's who we play again to, for, the, for the championship, and it could very well be that way again. That was a dogfight, too. <laughs> but then we look at the teams like that, and, and you really can't say it outside of the Stanford-UCLA that you've already beaten. Maryland, you've already beaten. But then you get into SEC play and the Ole Miss team that you that that took you to overtime, and then when you played them in a tournament, you beat them by 16. I mean, this is a team that learns from playing you, and if you try to play them the same way you played them the first time you played them, the result's gonna be the same. You're gonna get beat. And don't forget LSU and Tennessee are still in this too. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and, I forgot about those two. And Carolina teams. did beat LSU in the championship yep. game with their point guard on the bench and with his with her foot in a boot, and they still beat you by 16. Yep. That's where that Very depth <laughs> that's where that depth and experience comes yeah, that's in. That's true. And right. Chloe Kitts was going to go to South Florida. That was the team she was going to because they, they shoot the ball so well, mm-hmm. and that's a team that we could very well play. Right, so that'll we'll, be exciting for her. We'll follow along yeah. 7 o'clock Wednesday night. You can catch the Lady Gamecocks. Uh, um, I think they're going to be on the SEC network. I'll have to uh, it may be. With it in the tournament, it depends on. Yeah, it'll be different than yeah. True or any of the others because the other it, guys are going to have the It other gets you ready for the, for the, for the for dance the starting yeah. on Thursday. So, yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good precursor to starting the yeah. men's dance. And yeah. before we start the men's dance, of course, we've got to talk about the NIT because Clemson did not make uh, the men's dance, but they are number one seed in the NIT, and their side of the bracket uh, has them taking on uh, Moorhead State, uh, who is 21-11 and 11, uh, this coming Wednesday at 7 o'clock. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. But their side of the bracket, pretty tough. They got the four seed in UAB taking on Southern Miss. They got the two seed in Vanderbilt uh, taking on Yale. And then, uh, of course, they got the three seed in Michigan um, at 17 and 15 taking on Toledo in that one. So, uh, you know, UAB is a run-and-gun kind of team. They're going to run it up and down the court on you. We've seen what Vanderbilt does. They just pass it over your head. Is what yeah. they've been doing. UAB played um, for the championship, and they they lost. They didn't make the tournaments. They put them in NIT to be somebody's headache. But <laughs> I kind of like this the the situation with Jawan Howard and Michigan bringing the team in. It's a pretty good team, uh, and, and you know I'm still hey. I mean I still think that this team can win a couple games and just getting Chase Hunter and Hunter Tyson to get their hot. Revan Galloway get back to it. PJ Hall. Uh, I think they can win at least a couple games, but I wouldn't be totally surprised to see a Clemson team come close to running the table. Yeah, I'm, well, and, and the other number ones, too, you got Oklahoma State, Rutgers, uh, and Oregon. Hall, who got left out. Who got left yeah. out. But the one team that got left out that said, no, I'm not going to be part of the NIT was North Carolina. Yeah. And they were, I mean, they were a hot team as of right now, and for them not to go into extra, you know, Tournament action, just mind-boggling. They're the first overall number one seed in the preseason never to, they didn't make the dance. That's the first time in the it's history. a little embarrassment. So it kind of goes against Herbert Davis. And I just wonder what the thinking was behind that, uh, you know, turning NIT down. Because um, I'd love there again. They I'd thought love it was below them. Yeah. And, and that, you, that they thought it was below them. That's the arrogance of North Carolina. 
They and just had, thought it was below them. And had Duke not won ACC, they might have been in there too. I, I don't know. I think yeah. Duke had, you know, John Shire. And I, you know what? We talked about it this year. I have been the one that's been down on John Shire this whole time because he took over for Coach K. Uh, all said and done, I, they they turned it around at the end of the year, and he ended up with a really good basketball team at Duke. Well, and I think the four seed probably was a little high for them. But, I mean, the teams that they've got on their side of the bracket, they – they could compete with. You're right. They they can be very competitive on that side of the basket. That's what I was saying. And then, you know, you got a team like, you know, Jeff Cable at Pittsburgh, uh, another team that you'd rather really look out for. And they play a Mississippi State team out of the SEC. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I, it's it's going to be a tough tournament to pick. Um, and we've all got – I've got mine, and I, you probably turn yours in and – we didn't Still do a Lake, on We haven't done a Lakeland yet. <laughs> <laughs> if I can, if I can find an ESPN or, or CBS or something, I might just throw it on our on our page. Let let the Lakelands compete. All right, and then turning towards the NCAA and what's going on, we got two teams from South Carolina that are in the mix and in the hunt in this, and that being the College of Charleston. So the Cougars end up making it, um, and of course the Furman. Uh, Paladins, or the Dens as you like to call them, uh, are going to be in action as well uh, in the tournament. You look at uh, College of Charleston, they're a 12th seed. They'll take on the 5 seed in San Diego State, 310 this coming Thursday. It'll be on True TV. Uh, Going to be down in the South Regional in Atlanta, or excuse me, Orlando. Um, and Charleston, 31 and 3 overall. And yeah. they end up tying the best record. Uh, for a program in the nation as of right now, but yet they're only considered a 12 seed. And I've had a lot of people say that 12 seeds are going to go undefeated this year. They are because I mean that's you want that you want a first upset. I watched San Diego State play in their state in their um, conference championship Saturday. Really good basketball team, but they they haven't played a team that's going to play defense on them the way that College Charleston will. And the Dens is as I like to say, I think I think that's an easy game. I think that's an easy win against Virginia now. And we'll Pat see. Kelsey in we'll his see. second year. I mean, <laughs> how much longer is the people going to be looking at him now and saying, "Hey, he may be the next coach Both of guys. Power Five. Look at, look at. I mean, look at uh, Richie at, at Furman, and like you say, Kelsey at College of Charleston. If you're looking for a coach, there's your two coaches in the state that are solid. Mm -hmm. So, well, and the two you look at Charleston, just going to Orlando. That's that's a hop, skip, and a jump for them. San Diego State's got to come a ways. And, you know, when do you leave? If you're San Diego State, do you leave the day before or do you leave two days before? Probably you leave Tuesday. I would well, they, played, Thursday, they yeah. played that Mountain West. Uh, I think they played that in New Mexico, so they probably left from there to go wherever. I don't know where they're playing at that. But I did get a chance to watch that. But if you're looking for a coach in basketball and you can't find one with, with College of Charleston and with, with Bob Ricci at Furman, I mean, that's two solid picks. But right we, don't, we don't want to lose either one of them. I don't think they will. We want them, we want them to yeah. stay right where they are. Uh, I think the College of Charleston's got a little bit easier route they do. than Furman. Uh, Furman's going to have to play a, a Virginia team that does not give you a defensive a, team, a, an open shot, so to speak. Uh, but Furman has shown that they can score the, the basketball and they can play some defense. So that's yeah, a 13 uh, seed versus a four seed. Yeah. Um, that'll be. Thursday at twelve forty on True TV, right before the uh, college. Well, I'm gonna just. <laughs> where, where is that one go. being played? That one is also remember. in Orlando. Orlando. That's in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. That one is also yeah. in Orlando. Furman twenty-seven and seven overall on the year right now. Virginia twenty-five and seven. Um, some of the players to watch, though, former Pinewood Prep standout Jalen Slauson. 
um, was Southern Conference Player of the Year, voted in the league by the coaches and the media. He earned the SoCon All-Title honors, averaging 15.7 points, 7.3 rebounds, 3.4 assists this year. They've also double. got yeah Mike Boswell, Bothwell uh, in his first team All-SoCon selection. He led the team in scoring with 18 points a game. J.P. Pegas was the uh, most outstanding player in the Southern Conference Tournament right now. So those are some of the names, uh, some of the big names that you're going to see from Furman early on. Tony Bennett's already called Slauson out, so yeah, that's not going to be a surprise player there. He's already called him out, talking about how good a player this kid is. I think this is a really good basketball team. I've been disappointed by Virginia pretty much all year. That's why I think it's I, – I don't – I really don't think that it's going to be that close of a basketball game. And this is Furman's seventh appearance yeah. in this game. But you think Furman's going to blow them out? No, I don't think it'll be a no. blowout by no means. But, I mean, I don't think just because it – they're the Dens, and they're playing the Virginia, the ACC, that it's a lock for Virginia either. And I don't think Tony Bennett will tell you that. Well, Furman, um, what, the last time they were here was 1980. 80. Yeah, I was going to say That's it a was a long time it's ago. It's been a while. But the thing that gets me is how do these players that are on the Furman team and on the College of Charleston team, how did Clemson – and Carolina not see them. How, why did they not go recruit? I mean, kids from right here in the state, and now all of a sudden they're all conference players, and you could have had them. <laughs> what, what what's going on with the recruiting guys? I mean, this is both Clemson and Carolina. Yeah. I mean. Well, we'll find Don't out. get me started on old Frank. <laughs> yeah, well, we, <laughs> we talked well, about Frank. Well, on the way we're here we're today. in a new we're in a new regime down there. I now, do, so and I we, do agree with so that. So we may not miss out on somebody. Now you're gonna see these. Just, I mean, that's just like Hayden Brown, Heidi yeah. Clemson, right there in his backyard at Dorman, miss out on that kid. I mean, you know, he had to be a big kid in high school to begin with because of his size. Now he didn't grow ten inches in. Four years at the Citadel. What, what, he was already a big kid. What age group is he with PJ Hall though? Or they they didn't come off same. I know they came off same team, but they're a year one apart. Been, I saw, okay, so they, one was a yeah. senior, one was a junior. Yeah. So well, I mean, I mean, maybe you, you put you, all your eggs to get PJ. I, I don't know. I mean, I would have took both of them because yeah. they played together for a couple of years at Dorman. So why not bring that continuity to this team? I mean, you're right here in my backyard. Why are we letting him go to the <laughs> Citadel? I mean, I agree with you. Come on. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking Lakeland sports over the course of this week, and it's going to get even better this week with the tournament getting Hot underway. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, enjoy the games because they're going to be some great ones that are out there. And it all starts with the play-in games um, coming up on Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, the 14th, you'll have Southeast Missouri State. I hope they get beat by Texas A&M Corpus Christi. <laughs> uh, I, do, I, I, do not, I swam against the Redbirds. I do not like them one way or another. And then uh, the ele- that'll be a 640 start. And then at 910, uh, the 11th seeds, you'll have Pittsburgh taking on Mississippi State. And that one and then Wednesday, the 16 seeds will be Fairleigh Dickinson mm-hmm. taking on Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. And the 11 seeds will be Nevada and Arizona State at 9-10. And then everything gets underway at high noon. Maryland and West Virginia go at it. These playing the games are huge. These, these are some of the better playing games they've ever had. And by the way, you, if, you, if I don't get up on my side, I know Willie's Winners has the – the bracket, uh, I think from ESPN. I don't remember if it's ESPN or CBS, but go to Willie's Winners and you can get the bracket there too. Follow along and we get all then. Well, gentlemen, it's going to be fun. Uh, yep. We won't be here Thursday. We're going to yep. take it off We're and gonna enjoy watch the tournament. <laughs> I got a wedding to go to. Uh, you'll be at Y'all a wedding. Don't rub it in. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll be sending him text messages in the yeah. yeah. I'll be like the commercial on TV. <laughs> the mayhem moment. I want to yeah. see how he gets by with Wednesdays. There might be a funeral. Wednesday will be all right. All I, right. I can get the Wednesday game. It's the it's going to be the Wednesdays and Thursdays I can get. It's, it's going to be the Friday, Saturday that I'm going to miss. Awesome beans, yeah. man. It should be a great tournament. So enjoy the tournament. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Dan Spivey. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.